0: Hey, this is WVLP, 103.1 FM Radio, Valparaiso, and you are listening to Everyday Warriors, the show that does not talk about politics, we don't talk about movie stars, we don't talk about music artists, we don't talk about people slapping people at the Oscars, we don't talk about any of that. We talk about the real heroes of everyday society. Those are your first responders, your special educators, your special rec coaches and today we have the distinct honor of having the special rec crew from norwood park chicago illinois um that's right we have an honor to listen to all of these people tell their stories so listen up today we have coach eric coach lewis coach jen and coach matt from norwood park hey how are you
1: good how are you good good
0: I'm going to let them all introduce themselves. Uh, And before I do that, I I am Danny McGuire, your host, as usual. I am the department chair at Calumet College of St. Joseph for public safety programs and criminal justice. I'm also a therapy intern at Jacqueline Augustine and Associates, uh, where I do mental health therapy with first responders. And I am also the owner and CEO of ADL Wellness Solutions. So without further ado, enough about me. Let's talk about the coaches. Why don't we start with Coach Jen? Coach Jen. Why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you, your education, and what you do for a living.
2: Hey, everyone. Um, My name is Coach Jen. I am 29 years old from the south side of Chicago. South
3: side. Yeah,
2: I went to Eastern (laughs) Illinois University, and I graduated with a uh, rec administration with an option of therapeutic recreation um, degree. Um, Currently, I've been working with... um, the program here at Nord park. I'm the head coach for about over five years. Um, and I've been leading the program and helping our individuals and athletes here, um, grow some independence and help with sports and ADLs Fun stuff.
0: All kinds of fun stuff. And you listen to my son tell you there's no birthdays, only security, right? Yeah, Lots of babies. right? Lots of babies. And full disclosure, my son Danny uh, participates at Norwood Park uh, Special Rec. So um, he does a special Olympics event through, through there. And uh, Jen and the rest of the crew here are his coaches. So I'm sure they're, they've had enough of his uh, uh, <laughs> repeated uh, questions. He woke me up today, just so you know at 4 30, he fell asleep last night at nine and he slept through the night. So I was very thankful until 4 30 when he woke me up and told me there was no more computers, only security. So that was awesome.
1: He wasn't
2: asking for sausages
1: at
0: 4 30. Well, no, no, he he, he did. He did. He did. He did. He did. He He said, uh, five sausages. And I said, yes, after school, you you, will make your sausages. And, and, I asked him to brush his teeth, put on his, deodor- his daily thing, but it was already done. He was already fully dressed, his lunch in his bag, deodor- deodorant on. Cause I said, Hey, do you have your deodorant? And he lifted up his arm and sniffed a couple of times. I said, okay, hey, he's and, ready to go. Right, and he brushed his teeth. He was, he's ready to go. And then he, you know, that, that was, that was about it Four thirty four 30 in the morning. The bus doesn't come till like six 45. So that was, that was an interesting thing. So thanks to Jen and the crew for putting up with that that uh that road show so
4: <laughs>
0: next we have coach eric coach eric go ahead.
4: um coach eric i'm 47 years old i graduated from northeastern illinois university with a degree in um physical education and minors in biology history and secondary ed i've been with nord park for five years i came right after you right jen
2: yes yeah you did so oh. yeah
4: so, yeah, my job is I just, my work skills with our athletes and things like that.
0: That's great. You know, it's people, largely, I don't think they, the you know, my friends and family, when I talk to them about what Danny does, you know, at the park, um, I don't think people really have the understanding, the work that you all put in, which is why I'm having you on the show so we can talk about that and people have an idea and there's many people out there that don't know the resources available to them or the activities they could put their special needs children in. So I, I think, uh, I, I really appreciate you being on and thanks for that introduction. Coach Lewis. You're
1: up. Hi. Hi, this is Lewis. I'm 20 years old. I went to St. Patrick high school. Still. I go to school at Wilbur Wright community college uh, still enrolled I'm trying to get my criminal justice degree and oh, right no. now I work oh no, <laughs> yeah. oh, no. Well, we'll have to have um... a
0: talk about that
1: offline but... <laughs> oh we will um yeah trying to get my criminal justice degree uh, I work at Norwood park just like what eric's gonna say just working with skills and basic stuff like that with the kids
0: awesome so you like it
1: yeah oh i love it way better than my other job for sure i love this job i look forward to it like every day all
0: right are you going to school for criminal justice because you want to be a police officer
1: oh uh, yeah i do
0: <laughs> all right we'll 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 have a conversation about that all, the time next time. <laughs> all you police officers listening and my mom and the three police officers probably listening to the show other than that nobody else i i think uh we, we should have a conversation with, with Coach Lewis about uh, what a wonderful career law enforcement could be. <laughs> Actually, it is a good job. I mean, it's what you put into it. So last but not least, Coach Matt.
3: Hi, I'm Coach Matt. I've been with um, North Park for 11 years now. I'm the most senior member of the crew, um, and I went to school at Northeastern Illinois University also I actually got my degree uh previous year in 2021 for chemistry um so nothing related to uh special rec or therapy or anything so it's pretty funny um my younger brother is in the program as well so that's also how I got my foot in the door
0: that's great that's great keeping it in the family so you got the degree in chemistry you did?
3: Yeah, yeah, I did.
0: Well, if this doesn't work out, you could always be like the next breaking bad guy then. Ah. You know? <laughs> Start your own show, you know, breaking special rec, you know, it's, it's awesome.
3: Thank you.
0: <laughs> I'm only kidding. All right. Well, we got the introductions out of the way. So tell me, what what is it that y- unique about special rec? Like what, what is it that you do on a daily basis? I mean, I know you said we do life skills and teaching life skills and athletics, but Give the listeners a little bit of a, a, a sketch of what your every day looks like.
2: That- um, so the, our adults come to us at two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, all they come to us five days a week, we program about 30 hours a week. Um, so they get they will arrive around two o'clock, they'll go to the bathroom, um, we'll start our day with a walking club. So if it's nice outside, we'll walk around the park. Um, if it's cold out or the weather sucks, we'll be inside on treadmills or bicycles. Um, and we'll start our day with a long walk. Some of them are running on treadmills, some of them are walking or like I said, on a bike, depending on their ability. Um, and then from there, we'll move into the gym and we will do a special Olympic sports. So that's where we practice for volleyball, soccer, um, floor hockey, whatever is in competition. So we have volleyball next Saturday. So that's kind of the main sport we'll be focusing on um, next week. Um, and then after that, like I said, practice is about two and a half hours. Then they will have snack. And then we will move into either cooking class or our powerlifting class. Um, and yeah, so like I said, so during the day, um, we're just here to help them improve on their ability and their skill on whatever level they're competing in um for that specific competition. Rather, if it's vo- volleyball, they'll work on setting, um, serving, um, and then like team competition too, we'll work on passing. Um, stuff like that. We'll play games. And yeah, sometimes it's organized chaos, but uh, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Depending if there's behaviors going on or if Danny wants uh, sausages at the park. That's um,
0: <laughs> how, it how it goes. Depends
2: what, what you got that day.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. the organized chaos sounds like a roll organized chaos. A yeah. Like Organized chaos. I get it. Yeah. Eric, what's your, what's your favorite part of the job?
4: Um, God, there's many, like, I enjoy passing my knowledge of sports and things of that nature on to the kids. Now I you enjoy... played,
0: you played college football, right? And you I also did. played junior hockey. I did. Excellent.
4: Um, so passing skills on to the kids, uh, talking to them, seeing the, seeing the smiles on their face. I mean, the two weeks that we're off now, when we get back, I mean, it's the greatest thing in the world. Like I can't wait for 145 Monday to get to work because you'll see everybody like, Hey, what's going on? They're super excited. And that, that just makes me feel fulfilled that I'm doing the right thing with my life. Yeah.
0: You know, I I just had this conversation the other day with, with my other son, Luke, you, you all know Luke. And, and I said that life is not about how much money you make. It's about how much fulfillment you have. You can always make money. Right. But, When you look inside of your soul, being happy with what you do is much more important than money. Money will come, money will go, but being happy with what you do, you know, hearing, hearing you say that, and for the listeners, you know, we, we do this on zoom and I use the audio from the zoom so We're, we're actually video. We could see each other. So I could see how excited Eric was about that when he said it. And it, it gives me a great deal of comfort, um, seeing that because, I don't think people understand the level of of patience and how professional people that work in special rec are. So I, I appreciate that. That's great. Matt, what do you like about the job the most?
3: I just, I love coming in and seeing the guys and the girls. You know, I just love coming and seeing them all. You know, I think of, you know, them all as family. And I've known some of them even longer than I've been working there just through my brother alone. So, you know it's like one big family. I just, every day I come in and it's like, coach squirrely, coach squirrely. This is what I did. or This is what I'm doing. or This is what, what went on. And I'm like, great. I, I you know, tell me about it. Let, let me hear it. You know? So it's just great. I just, I, I love what I do. And the hit back on what you said uh, about, you know, the money comes and goes and do what you like. That's exactly what my mom says to me all the time, you know, cause it's, you know, I got the degree and She's like, do you like what you do? I'm like, I love what I do. She goes and keep doing it.
0: I, I know so many people that work jobs that they don't like because of the money. And then they get in the money trap where they feel I have to do this, it, particularly police officers. Now um, they come to me all at a time and they ask me whether it's in a therapeutic setting or it's, you know, advising through the college, they're like, Hey, I don't know if I really want to do this anymore, but I feel like I have to, because I have a family, I have kids, I have a house, sure. I have all these yeah. things. And, and I, and I tell them, you know what I'm talking about? I, I tell them like, look, your sanity, you know, and your mental health and the way you respond to your family and the way you live your life every day is much more important than that money, you'll just have to tighten things up. You know, you'll have to figure out where you can cut it out. You know, if you, you know, if you have uh, some ridiculous monthly fee that you really don't need, you might have to cut that out, you know, to, to be happy. So happiness is important. Lewis, what do you like about your, your
1: job? Um, what I like is some, like some days like you'll have like a really bad day and like, you'll walk into work and like these kids just like, you know, they like they excite like they excite you up like they just come with like all this like great energy and like positivity and it like changes like your attitude a lot like like before we went on the break like I either I had a bad couple of days and some of the some of the guys when I walked in I was like they're just like oh hi coach Lewis and I'm just like how's it going like what's up and like they'll just talk about like um for example like marj Madness was going on or like They'll ask, like, oh, who do you think's going to win? Blah, blah, blah. And probably just, like, what Eric go, – I'm going to go based off, like, what Eric said, like, teaching them, like, the skills that, like, I, like, just sports-wise, like, basketball, volleyball, like, just showing them, like, the skills that I have that I can, like, show them and that they can just learn off of.
0: That's, that's outstanding. And I like what you said. You could have a really bad day and walk in. To work and it changes your perspective. One of the things that I love about going to the state games when it's at Illinois State University is I love I, I call it the happiest place on earth, right? Because it is. It's not Disneyland that day or Disney World. It's it's ISU. They're so happy to be there. They're so excited. And watching the events, there's times I'm like, you know, Danny's competing against himself, you know, and like, or he's competing against seven people and he's in this track thing and there's, you know, seven people or six people on the track and he's just kind of walking. And I'm like, run, what are you doing? Like he's <laughs> just walking. But then he wins the gold because he didn't cross the lines. He didn't do it. I'm like, this guy, he knows what he's doing. Right. And he's so happy. You know, the th- things that I don't think he's thinking of, he really is. And watching those, athletes compete and, and just their pure joy. I call it the happiest place on earth. I, I love going, whether he's involved in it or not. I love being down there and I love talking to families and, you know, sometimes when you know people are in the same boat, it's uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a really, really good conversation. Jen, the head coach, what's your favorite part of the job besides coach, besides running the show for all of these, gentlemen
3: here.
2: I'm gonna say I feel like I'm a part of their families. Um, I literally know everything about every single one of them. I know too much sometimes. Um, I know all of their family situations. Um, I know where they come from. I know where they live. Um, I know everything. Uh, it's great. They, I know their birthdays. Like it's amazing. Like how much like they accept me into their family, um, and I really do feel like here at the park, like we are just one big family. And I think that's one of my favorite, um, aspects of this job. It's just so much more than working. Um, like we really do make an impact on these athletes on day to day. It's just so crazy. Cause you know, we're off for these two weeks and it's like, they are looking forward to next Monday. Like they can't wait to come back. And I mean, what job can you have where it's like, they're so excited. Like you go to work, no one wants to see you. Like they don't care if you're there <laughs> or not. And like you come to work here and like, they are genuinely upset if you're not here one day or if you're sick or if you're, you know, subbing at another park to help out um, they're, you know, where, where's Lewis, where's Eric, where's Matt, where's coach Jen. Is everything okay? So it's, it's amazing how they really do like, Everyone's got to be here, and if someone's not, like their day, it, they're upset.
0: <laughs> it, it's hilarious to say that because you know what? For the most part, yes, people don't care <laughs> care when you go to work. Like, right? Right? I, I I worked with a guy in the police department. You'd, you'd say, "Man, I can't," and they're like he'd go, "Man, dude, nobody cares. <laughs> right. yeah. Nobody cares." But here, they do care. You know, they do
1: care. They it's really amazing. Care.
0: It's amazing what they what they queue in on. Right? right. Like. Like the, the people in the special rec program, or you, you know, it talking Dan, Danny uh participated in Mount Greenwood Park when we lived on the south side, and that, that was a great crew, right? Yeah, and everyone had their own unique uh personalities, the coaches all had their unique personalities. And uh, when I when we moved up here, and uh, the special rec uh head coach there gave me your name and number, Jen, and said, Here, call. call call her and, uh, get Danny enrolled. For me, it's like, Oh man, a whole new group of people, Dan, you know, you get used to a certain thing, but I came here and I'm like, Oh my God, these, these people are great. I think Matt, the first time I met Matt was, we were in Rockford for volleyball or something. Yeah. And, and and you're like, I'm the coach for the day. I'm like, you have the keys to the kingdom, huh? And you <laughs> look at me
3: weird, like, what? Like, what are you talking
0: <laughs> about? You're the head honcho, the big cheese, the boss today, right? That's it. You're 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 the man, right?
3: This is all me. Yep.
0: Yeah. So it was it's pretty cool. And what the the athletes actually focus in on, and each one of them have their own unique thing, you know, like it's really incredible to see. So what Eric, let me ask you this. Like, how, how do you incorporate all, you know, you went to school, you got a degree in physical, uh, physical ed. You were an athlete, collegiate athlete, junior hockey player. How do you incorporate those things into your daily life there at the park with the
4: athletes? Um, Really, I push them to do their best, to work as hard to their ability as they can. And, you know, some guys, their ability isn't high. They're really low. So we we focus on fine-tuning what they can do well and then the higher guys i i try to kick them in the butt to push them harder and some of them get it some of them it's a it's a sit down and let's have a little conversation because i see this about you because i can see you doing this but some days you don't want to and and i i get everybody comes to the park with their baggage i get that just like you would go to your job with baggage Mm -hmm. you don't have a great day so like i get it at least come up to me and say, hey, Coach Eric, listen, you know what? I don't feel like squatting today. I had a terrible day. I just want to run. Running will make me feel better. We're, we're set. Good. Go run. See you later. You know, tomorrow we, we will fight another day. But, uh, yeah, just trying to get the best out of them every day.
0: That's that's great. It's, it's incredible sometimes at least in my own home, how hard it is to get my best out of Danny, you know, in certain things. So I can imagine when you're dealing with, you know, 10 special needs individuals that getting the best out of them sometimes, it's a great approach you have, right? Like, Hey, if you're not feeling like doing it, then just tell me. What about you, Lewis? What do you, what do you incorporate into this every day? Your education, your background, whatever it may be. I know you're a young guy. His, but,
1: energy. Uh, <laughs> His energy. Uh, I was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honestly, Honestly, I was just going to say that I feel like out of, you know, Mad Jen and Eric, I feel like I am like, I'm basically like, I'm always hyper. Like I, I'm like, I'm always like, at least like running with the kids. Like it is like, I feel like when you're doing like, for example, like when we were playing basketball like we're shooting around, like some, some of the kids, like, you know, they'll sit like on the side, or something and they won't, they won't like, you know, get up or do something, but like, I'll like dribble the ball around them or like hand them a ball. And like, they'll actually like, you know, maybe start like getting up, start moving around somewhat, but yeah, definitely out of us, I'm probably the most hyper one. So that's probably what gets them going. <laughs> the energy yeah.
0: Sounds like yeah. you, like you do a lot of leading by example. Right. So you, you, yeah. so they try mirror, to. mirror your actions, right. Bring that energy yeah. to the table. Sure. Great. Matt, what about you through your experience and background? What What do you bring to the table each day?
3: Um, Man, it's what I, it's like, I, I just try to bring, you know, good energy and like good vibe. I try to, you know, take all the experience I've had over my 11 years. We well, have a lifetime of it. Um, Yeah, and my brother. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because you say that because in the beginning, I never thought I was going to do this. I had no thought. No, it wasn't even in my head that I would ever do this job. I didn't even have a clue about it until, uh, you know, my mother had put it out there. Um, But yeah, you know, once, you know, I got my foot in the door and, you know, I, started gaining some experience and you know there was plenty of other people who gave me advice when you know going through in my early years and stuff you know I just bring me you know I'm like you know I am me you know I'm Coach Squirrely you know Coach
0: Squirrely where where did that come from? I gotta know.
3: Yeah, okay. So I gotta know
0: our, our listeners want to know too I'm sure. Go ahead. My um, mom and the my mom and the five other people. Go ahead. Tell them so
3: so I mean I grew up with a lot of nicknames. Um I, I had nicknames. There was another Matt that I grew up with. So you, you had to have, someone had to be Matt and someone had to be someone a different name because there was no way there was going to be two Mats. Um, So I would give them all nicknames. We had a lot of similar kids with similar nicknames. So, you know, I gave them a lot of nicknames to go around. Um, one girl at the time, she was outside the park and I was parked like halfway down the block. I couldn't, I could see her, but I could hear her. And she was... She must have saw me in the passenger window because she was going, mmm, mm, 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 pointing at me, and I'm like, I can't hear you. I'm like, I can't hear you. And I came into work the next day and said, I could not hear a word you were saying to me, girl. And she's, I'm like, you know, you sounded, you almost sound like a squirrel. You ever hear the squirrels in the tree? they yip, yip at you when they're mad or something's wrong? I'm like, you sound like a squirrel. That's what you sound like. She's like, you're a squirrel, squirrely. Oh, that was it. It shook That's off it. like stuck, hot fire. Right? Hot fire. And you know, I was like, well, what's one more nickname? And I I grew to like it. I was like, I had to, I have to have all my gear now badged with Squirrely. I, I know like if someone's calling for Squirrely, it's me. You know, hey, Squirrely, yeah. What do you want? You know? So it's it's well, just nice.
0: Nick Nicknames are, are part of life, right? I mean, you know, obviously, Jen grew up on the South Side like me. So South Side nicknames were always a little bit I don't think we could talk about it on the radio, you know, public <laughs> radio. some of the nicknames you get on the South side, you know uh, some of the nicknames I've, I've had, but uh, yeah, nicknames are a part of life. You know um, I, I don't, I don't even think goodness people in my life didn't even know some of my friends real names for years. Like, Oh, his Stubbs is really Steve. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know that Gators really John. Yeah, yeah.
3: My my dad said my dad when he tells me all his stories, all his friends had nicknames too. Yeah. I was just like it was just just the thing. So I like, you know it's, it's all all great. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm pretty sure your dad and I are probably close in age, but we'll leave it at that. So uh, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. Jen, what what is it about you that you bring to the table each day besides leading these wonderful people?
2: Um, I don't know. I would say I'm pretty organized. I don't know. Yeah,
1: you, have you have to be. A, I am
2: like the chaos coordinator.
1: <laughs> that is true.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm very patient with them. Um, patience. I would say patience. I, they tell me all the drama, what's going on at work, at workshop, at school. I feel like I'm their therapist. Like I sit here and I listen to all their problems. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I don't know. I think I bring a lot. <laughs> I don't know. Patience, leadership. Um, I really push them. I'm, I am I can say I'm pretty hard on them. Like if I know they can do something, I push them. Um, I don't let them. I treat them like they're me and you. Like I treat them like they're a typical individual and they don't have special needs. Um, some people may not like that, but uh, the whole point of our program is to promote independence. So I would say I'm I'm pretty tough on them, but it's all in, it's all with love.
0: Well, sure. That's, I mean, that you'd, you'd be serving no purpose if you didn't do it that right. way. Right. I mean, that's what people need to understand. Uh, you know, I, I, I think of sporting events, when I think of the Special Olympics, I got thrown out of a basketball game once. True story. I did. And in the state games, I did get thrown out by the ref. He's like, just get out. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, and I was reminded by the people I was with, like, hey, this is a Special Olympics event. I'm like, Dude, look, at, you know, the team they were playing, the guys had full beards, tattoos they were playing against. And they were the size of That's Eric.
2: Downstate you know. basketball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: They're the size of Eric. And our kids are like 16. They're screaming in their face, going, ah. And they dropped the basketball. Yeah. And they're I'm like, what? Yeah. So, yelling at the ref. I'm like, Hey man. And then the coach of the other team started yelling at me and I'm like, you want to take it outside? And and I was grabbed by everybody. Like it's a special Olympics basketball game. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I got to take it down a notch. You know, I mean, I'm used to Luke's hockey games, you know, where you're yelling at the referee and parents are all yelling and throwing stuff and you know, it's awesome. But I, I, you know, I was reminded quickly and I I did apologize to the ref, but I didn't apologize to the other coach because he knew what he was doing and we ended up coming back and winning the gold. So that was awesome. So I liked watching that. Cause I'm like, if we just keep running fast, all those old fat guys are going to fall out. So.
2: Right. They're not going to able to keep up with us. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think that's true. It's Special Olympics. Like, you know, if you are winning, like you're, you know, killing a team, you're up by a couple, you know, if you're playing hockey and you're up by a couple goals, like pull back. Like, I think that's one of the things that we really do here at Norwood is a sportsmanship. Like if we got to pull our high guys out, like we're going to sub, you know, we're going to give the other team a shot um, of scoring some goals. Cause no one likes to get killed 30 points no, in a game. Like, no, no, we're not here. It's, it's special Olympics. It's supposed to be fun. Everyone's supposed to get a chance, you know, and sometimes it happens. It's happened to us many times and I'm sure it'll happen again. But I think when we're on the other side of that and we know how it feels, um, we definitely fall back. So to give the other team a chance, sure, I, just, absolutely. I think a lot of coaches, a lot of coaches like forget, you know, a lot of people are competitive and I get it. But I think at the end of the day, it's still supposed to be fun for our guys and our athletes. And we don't want the, we don't want them getting discouraged where they don't want to come back. So
0: right. I think Luke was helping out once coach when Danny was at Mount Greenwood, he was coaching a floor hockey thing. It was at Northeastern. Uh, uh, the, the, whatever it is, the state hockey thing. And Luke was coaching and he's like Herb Brooks, you know, screaming, you know, at the kids. And I'm like, Hey, take it easy, man. It's special Olympics. He goes, you should talk. You got thrown out a basketball game. Like, yeah, right. whatever. So then Luke Luke's game plan just went, get the puck to Tommy. And you know, which Tommy I'm yeah. talking about, yeah. Yeah. Park. just give the puck to Tommy, give the basketball yeah. to Tommy, give everything to Tommy. And I'm yeah. like, you know, Luke, you might want to think of maybe coming up with a different strategy and letting other strategy. people know why we're <laughs> gonna win, we're winning like 27 to one. I'm like, Yeah, you think it's fun for everybody else? So I had to yeah. have that you know conversation with you know Herb Brooks and explain to him that you know, <laughs> this is not you know, no one's winning a Maserati and a hundred thousand dollar signing bonus. Great, <laughs> yeah. right.
2: we're right? not in Beijing, right? We're
0: right. not yeah.
2: signing with Nike after
0: this, right? Right, right. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking like you know, all the times at the hockey games where I'm yelling at parents, like sit down and be quiet at their, they're seven yeah. years old. And here I am yelling yeah. at a special you know, talk about foolish, but having patience is very important. And I'm sure that all of you have this incredible level of being able to be patient. And you said something, Jen, that really stuck out to me, being a therapist um, is that you feel like you're a therapist. Sometimes it, can you, can you explain a little bit what, what that means to our listeners? Because I, what I want our listeners to know, they'll
2: come to me and tell me, you know, they'll come to me like, Hey, can we talk? Can we, can we go into your office? Not that I have one, but you know, <laughs> they like to think so. Um, can we go into your office? Can we go into the library? Can we talk? Um, yeah. And they usually just tell me, you know, if they have any issues going on at home or, you know, at workshop or at work. Um, so I try to help them and like, it's not just here. I try to help them in all aspects of life you know, using what they, I can, what we can teach them here. I would love for them to use what they learn here at work or at workshop or at school. Um, so yeah.
1: No,
0: that's hopefully, Hopefully
2: it's working. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, it does work, you know, I can tell you these, these two weeks that Danny's off, I'm, I'm, you know, you know, he's a different person. He, He really is, you know, um, when the COVID tragedy happened and he was learning from home, you know, Danny quickly learned how to get thrown out of class for the day, you know, and and Mm -hmm. he's done, you know, he can't go back in. So now I can lay on the couch and watch TV and there were no park district activities. And then when we moved and we came up here and he jumped in with you all, it was like, I was like, thank God, you know, he has something, (laughs) he has something to do. Uh, And, um, you know, people will come over. I had my, my friend, father, Matt over, uh, for dinner last week. And he had a brother with down syndrome who passed away. I mean, his brother would be, I think he said 65 now. Um, and father Matt's in his late fifties and he went into Danny's room and he saw all the medals up there and he's like, wow, that's great. You know? And and I thought, I remember Lisa McCrone telling me at the park when, when, Danny first signed up, I was like, man, he's, it is pretty cool. He won like five gold medals, you know, in a day Mm -hmm. or something. And I'm like, this is great. She's like, you're going to have like 800 of those things by the time he's like 30, you know, you're going to be like another one, please let me put this somewhere. (laughs) And and it, yeah, but it's so, it's so cool. And there's times I think like, does he really know what's going on? Does he, but he had this incredible smile on his face when I picked him up from the park the day he forgot to backpack because he woke me up the next morning (laughs) backpack Norwood Park backpack I'm like okay we're gonna have to wait for the backpack you can use mine it's fine I have the
2: backpack backpack. (laughs) that day I
0: picked I picked him up and he looked at me I took a picture and I put it on the face my the face pages you know old old school guys call it the face page hey kid you on the face pages yeah I'm on the face page (laughs) So I put it on there because my, my buddies enjoy my, my dialogue. You know, I say like Danny, who's like this incredible athlete and he did this and that. And everyone knows that Danny's just Danny. And he, he held it up and he was smiling, like, look at, and, and I took a picture of it in the moment. Those are the times I'm like, he knows what's going on.
2: Oh, he knows.
0: Right. Absolutely. At
2: volleyball, he, it was, it got really loud um, when they mm. were doing the Lord, So he was getting overwhelmed. So I took him um, into like the lunchroom. It was much quieter. And so I told the other coaches, I said, Hey, I'm going to take Danny, just take a break. I'm like, let me know when they call calls name. So they came in they got me and they're like, you know, they're calling Danny. I said, okay. So I looked at Danny. I'm like, do you want to go get your award? And he was like, award. Yeah. like, all right, yeah. let's do this.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Of course he
2: wants his medal. <laughs> right. I,
0: I used to, I used to say things to him like, you know, uh, Danny, if you don't win a gold, you're not getting sausages. You know, stuff like that. No, <laughs> he, sausage. he knows he's getting sausages. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, hi. I'm getting sausages. Sausages. Five sausages. Okay, Dan. No,
2: you know, you're he, not the
0: only parent that does that. Oh, uh, no. My mom did
2: that. Brag, bribe them with Starbucks frappuccino <laughs> drinks if they don't run their heart out.
3: <laughs> my, my mother's for my brother was uh, if you get gold, we'll go get cheese fries.
2: <laughs> There's a lot of bribes going on.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, I,
0: there is a lot of bribes I, and the night before the, the competition, I, I think I, I text you that he was in the yard working out the whole time. And we know that's just not true. Yeah. You know, he was <laughs> right. in the yard. Uh, he was in the yard. I forgot what I texted you, but it was something comical. Like, oh yeah, he's been training all day. He, you know, he's it, my basements, a full gym. I have a full gym in my basement. And one time he grabbed the battle ropes and he did one of these and that was it. And he's like, work out. And I'm like, yeah, dude, <laughs> <All> right, whatever. <laughs> Good workout. Good for you. Let's go upstairs and get a protein shake now, huh? And he's just like, no protein shake, sausages. Okay, yeah. sausages, right? No sausages, security. So it, yeah. it's it's the new thing. But yeah, it takes incredible amount of patience and skill um, to do what you all do. I, I It's so impressive. You I was worried about the transition for him, but you all did. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Um, When I I did have a conversation with his old coach and I said, it's just, it's, it's been a a godsend you all have been. And I, and I'm glad that you came on my show here because I don't think people really understand the resources they have when they have a special needs adult or special needs child. So if we can go around and, and spend some time talking about some of the resources or what do you think would benefit people to utilize special rec programs in their area. Now we're, our radio shows in Velpo, but we can go nationwide on, on an internet, you know, like people can listen live in Hawaii if they want to. Um, So I'm not sure what resources are everywhere else, but in our area here uh, we'll call it the Chicagoland area. We'll leave it at that. What kind of resources do people have and, and what do you think the benefit is for families? I mean, I could speak to my own, but I, I'd like to know what the professionals
1: have
2: to say. Um, so I know in the suburbs, uh, they have special rec associations. Um, and I know like, a couple of suburbs will like join up. So like, I know there's like the Northwest Special Rec Association on the South side, there's SwissRa so Southwest Special Rec Association. Um, and then it's just like a handful of suburbs that come together and they join this organization for the, um kids and adults in the community that need programming. Um, So they can go sign up at like the local park district. Um, I know a lot of these suburbs have, like if you type in like special rec association in your suburb, um, something should pop up Um, or even like a special Olympics program um, in the area. And then for the adults who like do graduate school, they do have day programs um, it's, it's typically just like school. Um, they go to a program and they'll work on their ADLs, activities of daily living skills. Um, there's computer skills, art class. Um, they'll have community outings. We'll go out and learn how to be appropriate in the community. So this is just like an extension of school for those um, adults that you know may not be able to go find a job in the community. Um, but hopefully it will help them, in the right direction one day to be able to be independent to live in either a group home or on their own one day. Um, Chicago is unique because we have um, the park districts that have specific programs at certain locations, Um, but the suburbs do have them. You just have to really look in your area. Like I said, they're called special rec associations and they're out there. And a lot of them do participate in Special Olympics.
0: That's, that's the, I think that's the hard part for, yes, for Chicago is very
2: unique. Chicago has a lot of resources. Um, I know I have a nephew with autism and uh, he's young. He's not even three yet. And he was in daycare and his first daycare center kicked him out. Um, they said they couldn't provide assistance for him. And my sister-in-law was like, I, I don't know what to do. Do I go on FMLA for a year? She's also a special ed teacher. I don't know what to do with him. Um, so now he's actually in ABA therapy full time as his daycare center. Um, which is great. Um, that's the thing too with parents. Like, if you know you have a child that might be a little delayed, like you, you I know it's sometimes it's hard. Like, I get it. It's in my family. I understand. Um, it's hard to like recognize that you know maybe I need to get my child evaluated. There's nothing wrong with getting your child evaluated. As soon as you take, um, you acknowledge it and you start getting your child services, the better off they're going to be in the long in the long run. Um, and when they get older, they're going to be more independent. Um, mm-hmm. If they have a speech delay, get them a speech therapist. It's it's okay. A lot of children have speech delays these days. It's very common. Um, but the earlier you start with services, the better off they're going to be when they get older and the more independent they are. Um, like I see that with a lot of some of our guys, like, you know, the parents are like, you know, I started services too late and the kid might be going into high school and they're just starting working on toileting. Yeah. Um, so it's very, very important at a young age to get these children, like get these kids in therapy. Um, but it starts at home. You know, that's the first step is like realizing that, oh, maybe my child's delayed a little bit in this area. There's nothing wrong with getting an assessment or getting a second opinion. Sometimes if you don't believe, you know, your first assessment results, it's okay. Um, get a second opinion. It's totally fine. I mean, like I said, we did that with my nephew. Um, and he has autism. He's on the spectrum. Um, and he's been in therapy for a year now and the progress that we've seen in one year is mind blowing. And he's again, he's two and a half.
0: Well, absolutely. And it's funny you mentioned that. And just briefly before we move on to the other coaches and ask them about uh, their, their professional opinions on, on, on this topic, you know, Danny, my, my Danny was diagnosed the day before his second birthday. And we noticed at 15 months and maybe some of the listeners out here, maybe, maybe there's a question you have, or you don't understand, but, uh, about 15 months, he regressed. You know, up to that point, he was just neurotypically fine. He was, you know, mama, da da, bye bye. You know, looking at you, laughing, eating spaghetti. You know, and then one day, it just it seemed like it turned off. I, you know, and I don't know if it was a progression of things or whatever, but we we couldn't find anywhere for him either. So we did ABA out of our house. We paid out of mm-hmm. pocket, and back then, insurance didn't cover. Right. It so we were paying out of pocket at anything I had of any value. I sold, worked a bunch of side jobs. They had benefits for him, cashed in, you know, refinancing Yeah, IV houses. therapy is
2: very expensive out of
3: pocket.
0: We did it. We did it, you know, and it was, I'm not, you know, to get him to the point where he is now at 11, we changed some diets around. That's when we got him potty trained. So, mm-hmm. um, and we went to a specialist for that, which also cost Buku bucks. But those were things that you're speaking of that, you know, people don't really know. They, they don't know what to do. And, yeah. Unfortunately, sometimes you have to dig for those resources, and when you're a parent of a special needs child or family member, I I I always say it's hard to see past the forest when you're in the trees. Right? You're running so fast, and you're trying to figure this out, and you're trying to fix the problem. You're trying to come up with money to pay for it. You're trying to do all these things. You miss a lot of things that are right in front of you, right? Or you run into a tree, bam, right? So that that's the hard part. so thanks for bringing that up, Eric, what, uh, you know, what would you, what would you tell a parent of a special needs child that, you know, just has a new diagnosis or maybe they're a little older and, uh, the parents are like, wow, they're going to start getting out of high school. I have to find something to do what, cause in, in Illinois, uh, whether listeners know this or not in Illinois, when they turn 22, they can finish their school year. Um, and then, then they're done then it's, you have to figure out what you're doing with them. Um, and the puns list for funding right now, I just talked to somebody the other day is five to seven year wait. So you're looking at five to seven years where, what do I do? So what would you, what, what advice would you give a parent that has a new diagnosis? And then also somebody who maybe is a little older and with the regard to special rec, how could that help them?
4: Um, I would definitely tell them to look into more, of the like the park district stuff because there's tons of stuff and like you gotta you have to google stuff you have to look and get into things and be very proactive of getting things done and it's like you can't call once and be like well i need to get so and so like you have to call every day be like hey i need help help me and if you can't help me who can i now call that will help me Mm -hmm. and that's the way i would go but two, I, think I, may,
0: I think I've I think said that statement, Eric, like in the last, especially with Danny on the verge of aging out this year, he graduates June 10th and that's it. So I think I've said that statement, like, who can I call for help? And what What can I, wh- tell me where I can go, please. Right. I think right. I've and said that statement at least 50 times in the last six months.
4: Right. And it's, you know, we had some touch and go with my daughter. She wasn't speaking enough for, well, so it was okay. We started calling people and I mean, knock on wood, we've been good. We're right now. She doesn't, she doesn't shut up at two and a half. She's a, between her and her mom. Wait till, wait till she's
0: anything. 23, buddy.
4: Oh, shoot. <laughs> I, I, I married a, a Gabby family. So I'm, I'm, I'm in trouble, but uh, yeah, it's, it was okay. Well, I had, as a parent, I had to start taking stock of, okay, this might be a problem. Who am I going to call? So like we started doing a lot of research and looking into things. I asked people, I asked around and they said, okay, here here's some stuff. And I mean, like I said, she her vocabulary took off but it's it's still, you know, I've got a list now just in case.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so what I hear you saying is that you want to be your own best advocate.
4: Exactly. You have,
0: you have to advocate for yourself.
4: The, the you things know. I've learned in life is that if you don't do it, nobody's going to do it for you. Sure. You have to be the the squeaky gear because the squeaky gear gets the oil and you, the more you, the more you're putting yourself out there saying, Hey, help, help, help. People are willing to help.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. And if they see the passion, you know, if they, if they recognize the passion and, and you're, you're, as I like to say, if you're completely transparent with them, you're honest. You know, look, I, I I don't know I don't know what to do here. Can can someone help me? Showing vulnerability, sometimes, at least in this world, might might get you a couple different places and maybe some help. Um, I'm interested to hear from Matt. Thanks, Eric. Um, Matt, I mean, you have also some life experience with this with your brother um, that you had mentioned. W- what advice would you give to uh, you know some a sibling? Like, what, what would you tell a sibling about their special needs brother or sister, you know, uh, that would help them navigate this? Cause I, I know it's, I, I see it with Adeline and Luke, you know, how hard, how difficult it is sometimes on them, you know, Addie's off on her own, which is cool, but Luke is, you know, Luke's still here. And sometimes Luke feels like, you know, I, I have to stick around to help. And I've tried to tell him, Hey, you know, it's your own life. You need to live your own life. I, I you know, I got this, everything will be Okay. Yeah. But what would you tell a brother or sister or sibling of someone with special needs? Like what would you what advice would you give them?
3: Um yeah, it's it's that's you know, that's kind of a chance, you know, an interesting question. And you know, I've been through many things and I've seen many things, you know, as so I look back and remember a lot of the stuff my parents went through with my brother and you know, me being there for them. And you know, my mom always laughs, she's like, you were always really good at being there for your brother, you know, helping him along the way, you know, you didn't have to be, but you did, because, you know, that's how you were, and, you know, it's, you know, it's really good there to be there for your sibling, you know, if they are going through, you know, you know, whatever they're going through, you know, their disability, but at the same time, you're gonna get to a point where, it's like you said with your son, you know, you don't have to be there for him all the time. You, you do have your own life, you know, let them spread their wings, let them have their independence. And and that's what I've done with my, you know, brother, you know, I'm, you know, he obviously, he comes to the program. He's got to put up with me for a couple hours a day, which, you know, Oh, you're
0: here again. Not yet. Yeah, it's
3: just yeah. like, so, but you know, it's like, I let him, you know, I let him be. I let him have his life. I let him do what he wants to do, and I support him in it, you know, for through, you know, what I believe is best. So, you know, support, you know, do support your, you know, sibling, you know, in any way you can, you know, if you feel like you're not, maybe doing enough, you know, reach out, you know, ask your folks, you know, maybe if they're into something, you know, see if you can get into whatever they're into with them you know it could be the most minute thing and it sometimes it just it means the world to them and you you'll you might never know it until later on um and then sure. you know and also know like you know when it's time to like you know have you know have your space you know have your peace you know you're at that point where it's like you're good you know you can let them
0: no, I I completely understand. So you, your brother doesn't do what Danny does to me when I drop him off at the park. Goodbye, Dada. Goodbye. <laughs>
3: oh <No>, well, <laughs> actually, <laughs> for 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 All a right. part of the time, it was it was really funny because you know you see them, especially for me. I've seen, and I'm I'm sure you have too, obviously. But like they go through oh. like stages, and sure, it was it was a stage of of not too long ago where he had wanted nothing to do with me. He even despised the fact that I was there as a coach and his coach, nonetheless, you know, so like he was like, I don't want you to be there, you know, all this stuff. And then this like, part of that is like, ah, that hurt me. I was like, yeah, I gotta be Yeah, there.
0: but you can't take that personally. Right?
3: Yeah, but you can't take it personally. All At right. the same time, like, you know, you know, I have to sit, you know, my folks had to sit down with am like, look, he's going to be there. You know, he's not. You know he's there when you're there. That's how it goes. But when you're home, it's completely different. And he worked his way out of it. Right. So, but yeah, for a while there, it was, it was like I want nothing to do with you. Stay out yeah. of here. It's like that's
0: that's that sounds that sounds accurate. Yeah, <laughs> that Eric, but no,
4: Eric was yeah. Eric was I, I really, you no, know, I felt really really bad for Matt because he he wouldn't say anything to Matt. He'd walk right past him, come talk to me, and be like that coach over there, and not and not acknowledge Matt. And I'm like. <laughs> like, I, I felt bad. I'm like, okay, cool. So, we're going to play this game. And then, but then I was always like, you need to be nice to your brother. Well, yeah. I'm like, like, here, fine. I go, when you go home, you be nice to your brother.
0: That's, that's so, it. But it
4: was, it, it was unique to see because it's, it's no different. I've got two younger brothers and it was no different than I had the, I had the, op- the option, I had the ability to coach my youngest brother in football. And I was a young coach, so I expected right here, and right. I wasn't getting there. And I didn't, at that point, being young, I didn't get it of coaching. So, like, him and I didn't see eye to eye. And my dad was the head coach, so my my brother would walk past me, like Sam would do the math, and go to my dad <laughs> and that coach over there. I'm like, oh. So, like, when he said that, it was like, oh, my Lord. Wow. Yeah. Like, is that
0: it something? It, it was something. just... <laughs>
4: I'm like, yeah, I know how Matt feels. And it's like, all right, we're not, we're, we're good. We've, we've been in this boat before we've seen this picture show.
0: Yeah. That's something I, I, I can tell you this. I, so Luke came upstairs, he, Luke's in the basement. So he comes upstairs one day and he's just furious. He's red and his face is angry. And I said, well, what's wrong with you, man? And he goes, my soap again, Danny, Danny, you know, took all my soap again. He, he put it down the drain you know, empty my shampoo. I'm like, okay. All right. Well, and he's like, Danny, you're grounded. <laughs> it's on the board, Danny, you're grounded. And he tells Danny, you're grounded. You took all my soap. And Danny's like, no grounded, no grounded. And Danny turns around and I'm standing on the backside of him. So when he turns around, he's got this huge smile on his face. I'm like, you know exactly what you're doing. you <laughs> little, You know. And then Luke gets all fired up. And I'm like, you think maybe he's doing stuff on purpose to fire you up? He's like, what do you mean? Like he might have autism, but he's still, you know,
2: he loves a reaction.
3: Yeah. Waiting for it. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> right. for sure.
0: Right. So we, we've got like, I don't know, about eight minutes left. So I'd like to go around the room, starting with Lewis and ask like, what advice you could give to somebody who's interested in going into special education, special rec, anything like that. What advice would you give to a younger person that says, you know, I think I want to do this as a vocation. Go
1: ahead. Oh, honestly, it it's, You know it's a lot of patience you know there's gonna be like some roadblocks you're gonna hit but like you know at the end of the day like you're gonna have like you're gonna feel I don't know like you're gonna feel good about yourself sometimes because like you know that like if you're like really dedicated to this you know like that uh that like some of these kids you know they're they're not the same as like you know us or something like that like it's going to take more time and effort. And then, you know, it just, I don't know. I, I would just say like, it just kind of makes you feel good about yourself. I guess like,
0: No, I I hear what you're saying. It's a—it's about, yeah, I don't being, know it, it's sorry. about being selfless. Right. I, I think yeah, there you this go. is what you're trying to say. It's like you're doing this job for you is fulfillment in a way that you're selfless and you're helping people that, might not be able to do things on, on their own. Uh, it's like a challenge. Right. A challenge. Yeah. Um, you know, in today, today's generation, this isn't an insult to younger people, but it, you know, people are fascinated and I, and I believe it's because of, you know, what they're exposed to on television, social media, all that stuff. They're, they're fascinated with what's kind of like almost selfish things, right? Like they want money, they want this, they want this car, they want this clothes, they want these clothes, they want these shoes. Well, You know, somebody out there doesn't care. Like I always look at Danny. Danny doesn't understand racism. Right. Danny doesn't understand, uh, um, you know, Jordan's gym shoes. He doesn't understand that. He doesn't he doesn't care. He doesn't care about it. He doesn't care about who somebody is or if it's a man or a woman or if it's a a person of color or a white person. He, He doesn't care about any of that. He's pure. Right. And a lot of these people are pure. You know, they may have their own little selfish things like you know danny wants his five sausages and you know that's it <laughs> but if that's the worst thing in the world man they've got the world licked right so they might not have the ability so what i think what i think you're saying and you can correct me if i'm wrong is that um you're saying that doing doing this job for you is fulfillment in a way that you're not selfish and you're helping somebody that might not be able to help themselves
1: yeah yes
0: pretty good yeah Pretty good. excellent <laughs> What advice, Matt, would you give somebody if they're thinking about this as a vocation or a career?
3: Um, bring your A game on patience. Really, bring your A game on patience. If 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 this is what you want to do, uh, if your head's over you know heads over heels for this, it's it's gonna be all down to your patience because you're gonna be pushed. You're going to be tested. Um. And it's going to really show through your patience how you know much you can take, how much you can you know deal with with you know one individual or another. Um, it's something that I've you know had to work on you know through my early years, and I think you know now I'm pretty good with it. You know, not perfect, but I think I'm pretty good with it. And you know, just bring your A game, bring your patience.
0: And you could have majored in chemistry and still, still do this job. (laughs) Right. I mean,
3: I, 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 I did. Yeah.
0: You know, like I said, if it ever goes bad, you you just watch those episodes with, you know, Cranston breaking bad. You could just shave your head and, you know, make your own, uh, I don't know, whatever. (laughs) Awesome. But you can, you can make, basically what I'm trying to say is that you can major in chemistry, criminal justice or anything, and still still do that job as long as you bring a couple things to the table. Eric, yeah. Thanks, Matt. Eric, what what would you what advice would you give to somebody who's thinking about this as a career?
4: Absolutely patience to go off what Matt said and be able to adapt and overcome. And every day's not gonna be an easy road. I mean, you have to be able to overcome things. It's every day's a roller coaster ride. And like Jen said, it's organized chaos. It is. Every day is, it's not, we, we've got a rough, we have a rough draft of what we're going to do every day and we make it work. And that's as for somebody going into this profession, you have to be able to adapt to the changes, the, what's going on in the day. So yeah, patience and adaptability.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Jen, the leader, what, what advice would you give to somebody that, wants to do this as a career, what, what advice would you give them?
2: Have fun. You're, if you're not laughing at the end of the day, then you're, you might be in the wrong career. It's, it's fun. It's fun. You have to have fun. If you take this job too seriously, you're, you're going to have a bad day every day. Like Eric said, we might have a plan and that plan might not work. And you have to, you have to think fast and you have to, you might have to change your entire schedule around and that's okay. You just have to be able to be flexible, um, have fun and just don't take it too seriously. <laughs> Some athlete might not talk to you today, but they'll talk to you tomorrow. They might be mad at you. It's fine. They'll get over it.
0: <laughs> what, what would they be mad at you? They're about?
2: just like us. They, 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 they get upset at people. Oh, I, I don't know. I didn't let them have a, a soda at lunch, <laughs> something that wouldn't be, you know, they're upset. I didn't let them get a second cookie at cooking class. You know, sometimes it happens.
0: Yeah. No. <laughs> Last I week, imagine. we
2: had, we took, I took them to, Matt and I took them to our soccer league during the oh, day. Yeah. day and <laughs> uh, I forgot to tell The families <laughs> that they were getting pizza for lunch. So they all brought their lunch. And I had one like sobbing yeah. because they were so upset that she brought her lunch and she was getting a piece of pizza. And I looked at her, I'm like, eat both or just yeah, right. eat your sandwich. Like, it's fine.
1: Right. <laughs> like,
2: for- sobbing, like, ser- like, so upset.
0: For me, that's winning a lot like, I get a piece of okay, pizza. <laughs> All right.
2: <laughs> I know, right? Some people were like, everyone was so happy. And this one girl was like, so upset because I forgot to tell them. I'm like, and I'm human too. Like. I'm sorry. <laughs> My brother was like, I did. get to have both?
3: I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll go to town. All right. I'm like, yeah, yeah
2: there you go. <laughs> i like, have both. It's fine.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You'll be fine. That's You'll be fine. Exactly. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah, can it's I just ten? like every
2: other job. So Damn. Damn. you're going to have
0: 10 yep. sausages. Nope. Five. <laughs> You'll be fine. No, that You'll doesn't mean fine. you can have it. Right. <laughs> so, uh. We come to the end of our uh, of our time together. I appreciate it. It always flies by for me, um, particularly today. I, I really enjoyed this interview. Uh, thank you all for coming, Coach uh, Jen, Coach Matt, Coach Lewis, and Coach Eric um, of the Norwood Park Special Rec Program. Uh, you, you are everyday warriors. You're everyday heroes. And this is WVLP 103.1 FM, Valparaiso Community Radio. And you are listening to the show, Everyday Warriors, the show that highlights the real heroes of our society, like coach Eric, coach Jen, coach Matt, and coach Lewis. These are real heroes. They're, they're not on a stage and they're not producing big records and they're not uh, uh, in politics, but they are the real people that make the world go round. And they are heroes to a lot of people, whether they know it or not. In um, particularly the, the McGuire family. I am your host, uh, Dr. Dan McGuire. Talim at College Department Chair, and uh, stay tuned next week for more programming. And thank you all for coming. You guys, could hey, say. Thank
4: you. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. All right. There
2: you go.